first. If it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone. Why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody, we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior? It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moscahanna Bonsa Mana Blitz Boskowitz. Whatever the hell his name is. Nothing is working today. Okay. That's, that's, you know, it's working, Josh. You know, it's working. A new sponsor. Yes, we have an, we have another sponsor on the show. One Worcester Homes. Um, Is that why I put that as my background, maybe? Yeah. And you, you just, you love backgrounds. And when you found out that you had a chance to do a new background, I mean, (laughs) luckily it's a good logo. Hey, listen, I'm always promoting our show with the breaking the ice thing, but this is like, ooh, new sponsor. Got some scrambled eggs on the side there. I know. What is, is that cheddar? That might be be cheddar. That's That's, cheddar walking through. Strange. Might be your cheap, cheap green screen. (laughs) My cheap green screen is called Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) That's how fucking cheap it is. Well, thanks to One Worcester for sponsoring us. Yes. One Worcester Homes, and they just launched One Worcester Loans. So, I mean, kind of one-stop shopping. You can get wow. a loan for the house that you buy from them. I mean, the yeah. kids, they're dialed in. Move to Worcester. Really, they do tra- everything. Traffic <laughs> isn't bad enough already. Let's just get, cram more people into this friggin' city. <laughs> Me and my Good thing about looking. Worst traffic in the potholes. It's like it's friggin' Beirut out there. Beirut. All right. Or no, well, okay, let's, well, what's a city that's like being bombed right now well give it a few minutes it's going to be fucking uh it's, yeah it's minx mince no, no. Who, or whatever who, who, is, who is russia about to blow up ukraine ukraine yeah. <laughs> I'm it's, not like laughing. Sorry. it's like the crimea around here for crying out loud sorry hey the good thing about these people is they go from uh, Keene, new hampshire all the way down through the states down to uh connecticut and they sell in florida so if you want to live in florida one worcester homes does florida so if you're retiring and you're moving out of Worcester, they'll sell your home here and help you buy one down there. Nice. Right. Nice. <clears throat> I'm ready. I'm ready for that. Why don't we do, why don't we get, can we, now Josh, you're the one with the bank account. We've been doing this for almost two years now. We must have enough in the bank account to buy a breaking the ice condo in Florida. Uh, you would think that, but no. Um <laughs> Because not all that time there was money coming in and it just how about a how about a couple of bags of meth in Jacksonville? Do we have enough to do that? One bag Josh and a couple nips. Okay. All right. So that yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah, Mike and I wanted to talk to you about that because we've seen no residual from this. So we're assuming that I've made a profit off of this. It's gone right back into the business. You've You've got got all these look at you with the high-tech microphone and the sweet. You have the same mic. No, I'm I'm using my iPhone. This is a Worcester microphone. Oh, Worcester. This wasn't bought with sponsor money. This was bought with sex. But yeah, you know, oh. what can... <laughs> listen, oh, it's it, there's some good looking people at Guitar Center. And yeah. Jesus Christ, go to the Natick to... one. Tell Ralph I said hi. Um, yeah, the Natick one's pretty cool. Yeah. There's like a sweet sh- looking six foot tall gothy guy that works there. Where's a vest? Looks pretty. Oh, sharp. there's a lot of vest wearers in, in that yeah. one. They, they all kind of look like they didn't make the cut for like extreme or one of those bands. And right. I just love that. Right. <laughs> or else they look like they're really into Dungeons and Dragons. I have to yeah. show you something here. 
so I went skiing last week and there was an accident. And so you took a picture of it. Did somebody die? S- somebody else took a picture of it. It doesn't look like anything. That is. That, that's yeah. upside down. That's upside down. That's it looks like a you zoomed in on the picture of a cracked egg. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're doing. I mean, I'm just getting look, excited with my backgrounds. Hold on. It looks like. Oh, could... okay. I can make it out now. It oh, looked okay. like a weird cell tower before, but hold on, hold on. What happened there? Oh no! Oh. Is that you? I got caught on the chairlift. Mm. One yeah. Worcester Homes just pulled their sponsorship. Uh, what? Come so on. We would like to mm. thank them for their time with us. But um, watch you said mountains on the phone. <laughs> In Neshoba Valley, yeah, wah, I, uh, wah penis. Right, I, yeah. th- that that was uh, that was a friend of mine taking a picture as I was stuck off the chairlift, hanging down with wow. no pants on. No, uh, you don't have a belt, huh? No belt. I, 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 I look, Colorado, Mike. I sent you a text. That was high. I was really high. You must have been really high because <laughs> I didn't get any text from Colorado. So, oops. Whoever got that text, good luck. <laughs> you were texting John Denver. probably (laughs) probably exactly what i was doing yeah it was a good week but i oh uh, wow you're doing the boot already huh oh yeah well i'm back to drinking huh oh yeah yeah oh Oh, let's talk about that are you you back crazy i lost 20 20 pounds so now it's like just a matter of keeping it off you know so congrats staying at 190 was tough through the holidays because you know it was the holidays and i was surrounded by cheesecake and lasagna but <laughs> um but yeah so lost now, 20 you know, pounds I, I can enjoy beer and other stuff again just in moderation of course not like i was drinking a lot before so but i don't uh, know what that what is that uh, word you just used what is that mod yeah it actually works when you're old mod, yeah, it's it's better when you're old mod, you're older than me so I, yeah. I, I, i'll catch yeah, up so it definitely soon. it definitely works yeah but um so yeah, now you, I'm, I'm drinking the occasional beer and having the occasional scotch. And so, what's nice. in the boot? This is uh, Greater <laughs> Goods Ivana. It's an imperial uh, chocolate uh, stout. Ooh, it's, it's that wonderful. Brewed, brewed right here in Worcester. Yeah, it's super heavy and it's delicious. You're okay it. with it? I'm loving it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Greater Good makes good beers, and they're all like double, you know, the alcohol because they're all imperials. So you know. You go to greater there, good. Don't expect to leave there, you know, with both eyes open. <laughs> or your keys. Yeah, right. You know, speaking of beer, I was thinking yesterday, I, I was like, I don't think I've had a beer in a bar since 2019. Like, Come on. Been, like the 2019? Whole, well, the whole pandemic, there were no bars open. And then I've, I had a baby and there's no, like, I don't see a reason to go to a bar anymore. That can, was in can, 20. Can we take care of something right now? Just to, on a related note, can you just, can men in general just stop saying I had a baby because <laughs> you didn't really have a, that's like saying, that's like when you're talking about the Patriots and it's like, I couldn't believe the rest were, the refs were giving us such a hard time. And it's like, Oh, they were giving you a hard time as you were sitting on your couch in your underwear. No, 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 no. You're not part of the fucking team. So when men say like, so when my wife had a baby or we had a child or something, don't say I had a baby. No, she had the baby and she, Josh she used it as an excuse. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Cried. I hate when people say that, but Laura you always did. says when. I know, but I'm explaining that. 
she always says when we had a baby and I yeah, think and that's now what, I'm yeah, just repeating fine. what she said, but I hate when people say that too, because yeah. I was like, I felt so bad the night that the baby was born. Cause Laura did the day's work, all, like, the, all work. the work. I mean, I ran and got ice a few times and that's it. So I, for your drink, not, you ran and got ice for your drink, not, not even for my whiskey. Her. I was stressed and, and <laughs> I like it on the rocks. That's basically what you did on the Hillman Morning Show. So no different. Go get me ice. You didn't do anything. Give me a, yeah, large iced coffee, hazelnut, six creams, two pumps. After after the the baby was born, (laughs) I I could not stay away. Laura was up like filling papers out. And I was like, I, I can't stand up. Like I passed out. And Laura was fine. It must have been adrenaline or something, and it was just like emotional exhaustion. But no, it's because she's a woman. I felt she's so guilty. She, they're they're built did the for work. that kind of stuff. Right? She did the work, and you're a bitch. <laughs> We've been talking about this for a long time. You? Why would yeah. you pass out? She should pass out. Every I don't know. Month, That's they, why they I was like, I feel so bad. Why am I so tired? <laughs> Every month they they experience <laughs> enough pain that would immobilize, you know, Ooh. an offensive lineman. That's fucking great. You got to anyway. get your wife on the show. You got to put your wife down in that fourth fucking box and we can just ask some questions. She doesn't want anything to do with us. No, she's never she barely talked to me. This. I'm going to do the same thing. There, <laughs> the same like, thing. I'll let, I'll let you touch my baby, but don't talk to me. Yeah. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I can try and go get her right now, but it might do it, go do it, do just it. as well as when Jordan Smotherman tried to get his girl on. I want to do it. Do it. No, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Get her. Get her. She's, oh, this is great. Oh, Laura. Oh boy, I don't want to. You know, this is a bad idea. No, it's a really fucking bad idea. Yeah, I know. Is, this is, she's she's, you know, the moderation thing you were talking about. I didn't I didn't stop at five. I had to get what I wanted. God, She's He's going to come back with a black eye and a split lip. He's not going to come back. The rest of this episode. No, right. <laughs> The next thing we're going to see on his screen is EMTs looking around the room. Everybody okay in here? Everybody all right? It's all a of a sudden, the, fi- there. the fire extinguisher goes yeah. off, and we're like... Yeah, there's entrails everywhere. Somebody Jesus. went house on that poor guy. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, this oh, You got I yelled at. You got yelled at. That didn't and go well. No. You're ah, so ripped. You're come on. Alive. No, she's she's doing back. a workout before she goes pick and picks the baby up what, what were the exact words she said why do they want to talk to me and <laughs> what's it about and i'm doing a workout that's when you say what's with all the questions get up and get <laughs> yeah, in there i'll be asking the questions here listen we have a new sponsor and we want the sponsor to realize that we have diversity in not just male but females join the show and speaking of our sponsor one worcester homes they're helping us look for a house where i can i can just lock myself in the basement and not bother her are they helping you yeah, we've uh, we started right before the pandemic looking at houses in Worcester to help with uh, the traffic there, as you said. And right. um, <laughs> yeah, we we took a little break after the baby was born, but now we're trying to get back out there and look. But so you want to move to Worcester? That's one of the places we're looking. But now we're yeah. kind of just or- kind of just looking anywhere that it's not seven hundred thousand for a Home Depot shed. Right. You know, right? You might have to go further west. It's getting silly here in Worcester now. Want to go that f- direction? That's why we, you know, that's why we ended up in Worcester because, like, we just kept going west until there was something we could afford. And 
you know, the back that 22 years ago, like nobody was coming to Worcester. And now all of a sudden Worcester's like this, this like it place. It's on well, the, the property, yeah, val so the get, property you, values on your house are going to be high. That's good. Well, yeah, that's pretty good. But it's like Kelly Square, you know, and they they improve Kelly Square a little bit with the new traffic formations and stuff and the Polar Park and, you know, all the improvements and everything going on there. But, you know, what? I think a little bit of Worcester soul kind of left sure. when they fixed up Kelly Square. And now there's like a bunch of basic bitches taking selfies in front of the Worcester marketplace. And basic you know, bitches. It's just like it's, <laughs> it's, it's weird. It, used to, it used to be like, you know, like, you know, you, you're running from junkies. And now it's like you're you're running away from people from like, you know, Holden or something. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, God, please just let me get some parking. I, I never worried about parking in Worcester until like two years ago. And now See, Mike, like, Mike sounds like anybody who is old school from South Boston, like Southie. When you right. go into Southie, yeah. a couple of years ago, I was there for one of the, you know, the sounds uh, like my parents about Cambridge. <clears throat> right. Right. No, yeah. anybody who's been somewhere for a while. We were in Southie for one of the, the St. Patrick's Day parades, and it's you know it's it's lined with all sorts of people, and obviously that area has gone super yuppie. But it was cool to kind of watch some of the old school dudes walking the streets, and and you could just see them kind of grumbling, like "Get the fuck out of here! Like you don't know, you don't know Southie. You think you're on fucking you know whatever avenue." And I, I remember seeing a couple of them going, "Those are the guys that are at I think it's called." tom's tavern i could be wrong with this but it's like still a cash only bar at like the end mm. of main street like you know there's one still in worcester a few that is still like that's where the grizzled like you don't walk in there yuppie you'll get your ass kicked right like right, you, right. you you go in yeah. there there's still a fucking cat sitting at the end of the bar in a fucking sweatsuit and you know what that sweatsuit means okay right. they're not paying taxes but they're paying someone they're, just because just because yeah. bulger is dead doesn't mean i'm not fucking carrying the tradition is what those sweats mean well actually here here in worcester that means albanian mafia that's that, that too <laughs> yeah it yeah, means i own the building still there's still places in kelly square like uh, the hotel vernon thank god yeah and uh they still have dollar drafts which is a good oh, thing there's yes. a place called the white eagle thank god they're still there you know places for the locals to still go to so they don't have to you know hang out and deal with people wearing Wait, the uh the mount vernon has dollar drafts no 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 the vernon hotel oh oh the mount uh sorry i was thinking of a dane cook bit the um vernon hotel is it all drafts or is it just like a certain kind like coogan's in boston is dollar drafts but only bud light oh so yeah this is only gansett oh okay i was uh, like i can go yeah, in there and get okay, it man they're a buck i don't care what it is you know natty <laughs> light whatever it's there's a still a dollar today it's a yeah it's a buck. It's a dollar oh. for drafts and a dollar to play pool. It's and what's this place called? Awesome. What is this? The Hotel Vernon. Oh, dude, is they that by Coney Island? No, no, it's right on Kelly Square. It's like on okay. the most dangerous corner of Kelly Square, and that's where Babe Ruth used to go. When Babe Ruth lived in Sudbury, he used to come out here because they had a speakeasy, uh, the Madame Rhubarb. You had to go in there and say, "Hey, I'd like right. to speak to Madame Rhubarb," and then they'd walk you downstairs, and there's a speakeasy downstairs. Oh, is that's that when awesome. he got? Is that when he got sent down to the Woo Sox? Yeah, that's right. He was yeah. over at Polar Park getting helmet nachos. Yeah, <laughs> he was way, way, way ahead of his time. Yeah, I'm, I'm there will learning. be a ballpark here, and it's still a hotel. It's is it? It's, well, it's one of those you know hotels where people live in it. Yep. But it's still it's still a hotel right there on Kelly Square. I can't even imagine living on Kelly Square. What that must no. be like? That's a constant menagerie of. 
<laughs> nonsense <Some> misery and <laughs> shenanigans yeah now is that near like the dpu center i, I still don't really know the layout kelly of square yeah uh it's, no it's not a, really no you can walk but it's a long walk it's a healthy walk oh. yeah it's it's a decent it's not that long it's it's a decent walk because That's i want to go to a railers game so bad and i want to park near there but like if i could walk there i definitely want to go check that out you just park yeah. behind Kelly's. Uh, you park behind the DCU center. They got all all sorts of shit right up in front of the fucking uh, what is it, the Palladium. I'll park anywhere. I just want to get out and do something. I haven't done anything in forever since my wife had the baby. Thank you. Since, <laughs> since my wife did good. all the work, you basically That's coughed right. into your hand, yeah, gave it to her, I, and since I she did everything. The wife have a baby. Yeah. Since I fucking came once, and now she did all the work. Wow. Well, <laughs> seen that with the logo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by one worcester homes these people are from Keene, new hampshire all the way down to connecticut right. and now in florida if you need a home to come once in one worcester <laughs> can help you out listen it's exhausting okay see, see the one see the one, one it only worcester takes home. one yep. and you have Just, a worcester home that's right come once you got a baby that's all it takes you know the great thing about about these people, honestly, is when uh, when Josh told me that that he got them on, I said, you "Mind if I talk to the guy?" Just, yep, not a problem. Total, 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 down to earth, AAF kind of you know vibe of just blue collar. Like he's like, dude, I just got good people in my office. We just give a fuck about people. We care. We're not you know these big conglomerates. And he was just a total dude's dude. And, and I was like, that's that's gonna match with the people. So I can I can say, there you go. You come once. One Worcester Homes. All right. There's your new tagline. Talking about it. Let's talk about it when things are actually definite. Well, we're having a meeting right now, and people are listening. This yeah, is this good. is all. Oh, this is this is just fantastic. It's yeah. so entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking about except for let's, us. Let's, we're let's, talking let's about doing let's, a let's, lot. Let's, No, no, go ahead. No, no, <laughs> no, no, please. Let's just save all the stuff until we have some definite information. This is going to be booked. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a good show. Unless it's, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be in Worcester. <laughs> we'll say that. And we're and, and we're going to raise money for a fucking great charity that Mike came up with. So fucking that's what we got. And we'll yeah, announce just, it on the next episode. Yep. Yeah, I just made it up and I'm taking that money. I'm, I'm going to Naples, Florida. I'm going to buy. You know, it now. did sound a bit fucked up. You're going to go to Worcester, one Worcester homes and buy a place in Florida and fucking leave us. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Such a prick. Such a prick. Josh, what do you what real quick? Your thoughts on Tuka Rask calling it a career. Twitter. And, um... Yeah, you know, that's bullshit. You Twitter. fucking break a hip and try to come back and play professional hockey. <laughs> I'm also not a Bruins like fan, so I'm going to poke you in like the Twitter. Fuck that. No, yeah, how are those abs doing? Whatever. I mean, I, number one in the league right now. Look it up, fuck. What do you think? What's your thoughts on Rask retiring? I just can't believe he's he's a former Boston Bruin. Like, I, I was at his first NHL game that he had a shutout, and it feels like yesterday, and he's old enough to where his hips are breaking down, and he's retired. But I think... Um, you know, I I would have liked to see him come back because I feel like they need him in the room and I would have liked to see him get that Stanley Cup with him being the starting goalie because he has the the ring, but Timmy was the goalie. Tim Thomas. Right. Was he was he back up to Thomas that year? Yeah. Was he? he? Was. Got it. Um yeah. but I I don't know. Thomas was There's... Thomas was quite the fucking character that year, wasn't he? 
a character. Yeah, he. I mean, he was an octopus. Nobody could score him. <laughs> no, um, but I mean that. But but it's just his whole demeanor was so like just a great like a you stuck the fuck out like a sore thumb like with all of his yeah. antics off the ice and then he like you said octopus and he's a fucking absolute stud. I'm right. not even a Bruins fan anymore, but I think all bullshit aside. Good for him for coming back and giving it a shot and saying, fuck this. I'm not going to give up. I'm just joking when I say quitter. And he just, just couldn't do it. get all the haters. Like, I, I get that. You shouldn't hate at all on a fucking guy. He tried. He tr- did everything he could do. Yeah. I mean, he physically, he, Broke physically down. he came back and he just, he hurt him. I mean, if also- anyone who calls him a quitter, I mean, he's the winningest goalie in Bruins history. Is that not correct? Right. Yeah, they should right. retire his number. I mean, his his stats are ridiculous. He was an amazing goalie, and just people think about the Stanley Cup final things and think that he would always bail. But the the people that are calling him like mentally weak and a quitter and just like flaky, being a goalie is a very stressful job. <laughs> yeah, just ask Andrew Raycroft. He was just like right? very mentally draining and that has something to do with why he doesn't like playing gold now, even in like pickup games or with the Bruins alumni. He was like, even like then the goalie just gets abused. He's like, so I just, PTSD. Out now. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably got PTSD from getting, I mean, and think about how over the years, this game has accelerated in speed and, and the types of things you couldn't even go in that blue crease without getting, you know, the cops arresting you. Right. And now it's just a barrage of, you're getting run at you're getting the, the pucks are coming at you faster. Bodies are slamming into you. That has to be the craziest fucking position to play in hockey. No question. But uh, yeah, I think I'm sad to see him go and that he's done, but he's still going to be in the community and I'm sure he'll be a character around the city. But um, sway talking about, about when you talk, what do you think about Marshan getting six games? He deserved it. That you think so? Yes. Yeah. Did you watch all of it? Yeah, I watched all of it. I mean, it maybe I'm just, num- I'm just you, numb you to it, but I, I think it was mostly because this was his eighth suspension in what, 10 years? But not all of those suspensions were like, he shouldn't have been suspended for all of those. It's just because who he is and the way he does things. They're, it's like in a semi-pro where they did the alley-oop and they're like, travel. They just see Marshawn's <laughs> face and they just blow the whistle. But, but, but that, that I think when I talked the other day, he absolutely, you have 14 seconds left in the game. You unfortunately are losing to the penguins and you have some hair across your ass with that goalie, the whistle's blown and you punch him in the fucking head. And then as you're being taken away, you push in close enough to get a stick up under like, don't, that's just, that's just that there's no discipline there at all. That's early, you're a fucking that, amazing early, hockey player. But what the fuck are you in the doing? game, he was trying to give a puck to a fan. Did you see that? I yeah. did. That is nothing. And Marshy went that. up and, and slapped it off his stick and, and hit it across the rink. What do you think they Yari said issue. to him? Well, they what? have issue. They that clearly have issue. That <laughs> part's think? funny. That part's kind of funny, but that's like before the game. But you're playing in the game now. And the, the main part, Josh and I talked about this the other day. You do not have Bergeron because of an upper body injury. You do not have Tuka Rask anymore, and now you're out for six fucking games. What are you? What the fuck are you doing? You're hurting it your team. Be right six there. games. It wasn't that bad. Like this is hockey. Like stop being so. Sensitive. I get it. It's I get like, it. I get it. 
it's but you're out now for six games with no captain, no goalie. Not that you don't have a good backup. But also, you do stuff like that to like you know you, the Penguins are coming up. They're a good team. You want yep. to get under their skin. Marshawn send he when he did that puck thing. You know that was the only thing the goalie was thinking of the rest of the night until the punch in the face. Then he was thinking of that. But <laughs> I mean, Marshawn <laughs> is like he's just. He's like, an instigator. He does things I would never even think of to try and get in someone's head. Like I would have to think forever to be like. He clearly did it with, the, as you mentioned, Mike, that 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 piece where it's interesting because he's just taking the puck and he's just trying to give it to a kid. And Marsh is like, fuck you. Yeah. Now, just, people say not in my house. to know what he said. What can they definitely, you say? They, they skated say towards to each other. You know? Nothing. Nothing. What did the goalie Nothing. say to Marshawn? Yeah, what what did what did Yari possibly say to this guy who's who's like who just puts he puts out so much shit all around him, and what did he say to him that made him do something like I'd never seen that before? I think there's I think I think it was beyond that one thing. You you are definitely there's there's got to be some history there for him to after a whistle punch a goalie in the face because normally let's let's go back i mean for no reason too it's like the the it was just like a no routine save blow the whistle everyone's standing around and then marshawn was like oh one more (laughs) right and then and then as the refs try to push him away he's like fuck you again there there's history there and that's that's the shit where i love the mic'd up things in sports where you can i wish there was more mic'd up with not just all the hey we're having fun but like why this one fucking absolutely hates that one because imagine if you could if you could mic up cam neely and Alf samuelson think mm. about those days because that bitch took out neely but you know what was career. going on there there was Correct. like right. an assault on cam neely's knee you know what's going yes but i feel like some of the the players that i know that have had things like that happen that you think oh what happened before that made them that angry like uh chris right. nyland giving uh, Rick Middleton the butt end of the stick and knocked out right. like, most of Rick Middleton's teeth. They were like, <laughs> right. what happened before that? And Chris Nyland is just like, he was there. And so I was just... <laughs> <laughs> so is, maybe Marshawn... Is Marshawn married? Yes. I'm guessing it's something about his wife. Oh, he brought it to work. Oh, you, know? you think the goalie... I think, yeah, I think, I think the goalie either said something about his wife or maybe knew his wife before they were married. Or I don't, fucked his wife before they were married. I don't think that kind of stuff would bother Marshawn. I think you can no. say any, I don't think you can hurt his feelings or get under his But it was, saying. but that's it was what I'm weird. Saying. That's why I'm so like curious because it that's was why weird. I think Marshawn was just, he made the decision like, you know what? I'm getting under the entire team's skin by going after what matters to them, their goalie. Yeah, no, yeah, hey, that's, 14, that's yeah, but with 14 seconds left, and you're losing, 42, you're sending a yeah, message for the next time. Well, but uh, okay, see, okay, he okay, but you should have done that during the warm ups, correct? Because now, no, he's again, gonna lose. <laughs> no, back to what I just said, you just, you just hurt your team. Now you have three superstars not in the mix. You, Bergeron, and I was listening to a, a clip that, uh, who's your coach, Cassidy? He was saying, he's like, you know, it's, it's tough now in the locker room, not tough. He said, he said something like, I thought he was half kidding, but he said, you know, there's, there's more oxygen in the room. I think he means, cause you know, they're not in there chattering, but, but these players are going to think that they can step up and replace Bergeron and Marshawn and they can't, you can't, but you've got to do something. It's got to be next man up because you got a game tonight, tomorrow, whatever day you got to fucking, you can't, you can't all of a sudden drop three in a row because you don't have Bergeron and fucking Marshawn, but 
But also that know. might be where the that frustration is coming out of Marshy, where it's like everything seems to be falling apart, where it's like Bergeron's gone. He probably right, right. Tuca was like, I'm done. And he was like, Tuca's not coming back. And then probably and he just fucking snapped other stuff that we don't <laughs> see behind the scenes. And then he just didn't like Jari's face. And then right. <laughs> he was wearing no. a mask. I know. <laughs> You can see through those little cages. You're punching okay, the saying. goalie in the head. You're not going to penetrate I that. Know. The man takes a thousand mile an hour slap shot 50 times a game. <laughs> it's such a, I'm so curious, man. Cause all those, all those things you guys just mentioned, you know, it's just, it's, I'm just dying to find out. I'm just dying. Josh, you got to know somebody in there that you can call and say, what the fuck? What did Yari say? I, I feel like I just want to ask Marshawn. I mean, he, he, he did the old uh, breaking the ice intro. I put that at the end of. Oh, that's the, right. The episode yeah. sometimes. Um, I know Carlo. I could just. I'm just dying. Just to ask, like, what what tweaked He's such your a nuts tough guy? You know, yeah. To make you do should that. We like, call, uh, first of all, should we call Jordan Smotherman? See see if he knows I, what could have went on. Right now, I actually, right now. I actually asked Jordan Smotherman. I talked to him this morning, and he was just like, "Yeah, that was." Even he was like, "Geez, that was like." I mean, I, I was like, I asked, him, I asked him about six games and it's almost like a half million dollars, you know, f- for the fine. And he was like, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's appropriate. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, really? <laughs> hey, like we had, uh, like we had Andy Fergon. Can you get him on the show quick? Let's go. See, are they playing tonight? Motherman? I yeah. don't know. If, oh, I don't have either his, one like, of you. You guys both know him. Blow him I'm up and let's. Play- I don't have like that. Or let me see if I have his number. If you think about like what used to go on in hockey games, like that is nothing. Like they used to have fights with like the Boston police and like Derek Sanderson chasing people down a long time. It's been a long time. Let's go. Let's go to fucking back to um, back to fucking when the Bruins jumped in the stands at the Rangers game and started beating up fucking fans. Yeah, yeah, that was Middleton. Well, was, was that Middleton? It was no, it ter- was um, uh, Terry O'Reilly and uh, um, Milbury. No, but there was also the guy from who who's the announcer for the Avalanche. Now he played with the Bruins for years. The fuck, he's the um, fuck. The two fuck, headliner. Fuck. The two headliner. No, Pete, Peter, Peter, with. Peter, 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 Peter McNabb. McNabb. Thank you. Yes. Peter McNabb is the announcer for the. He was part of. It. They all jumped into the stands and started fucking. One guy just took a fucking shoe and beat the fuck <laughs> yeah, out that of was, the man. That was Mike Milbury, and that's that was Milbury. Milbury would do. Um, <laughs> and Mike Milbury is still getting fired from hockey jobs today. Uh, it's a gentleman sport, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like tennis. It's nice, you know. It's like right? we just say it's, some- it's a classy sport. Okay. I, I, I if you want to talk like like, does that all make sense? No. Because you're exactly right, Josh. You should be able to go up. And guess what? If I give you a little fucking in the fucking head, then so be it. Why don't I get the spam call during the fucking episode? Sorry. If you give someone a fucking pop to the head, then so be it. Then the next shift, watch your ass. Yeah. You know, or or in a case like that, when 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 Marshawn pit punched him, how dare the Penguins players not loot? Like you go back in the day. That's true. And, and someone punches Andy Moe. Right. You don't think for one fucking second that Cam Neely wouldn't beat the shit right out of you on that ice until you bled and lost but your I, teeth. Isaiah, that's that's not just back in the day. That's still now. Like you fuck with a goalie now, right? I mean, there's they're gonna I'm surprised the penguins go, didn't lose their right. shit. Okay, so let's take that in consideration. So Marshy gets up there, punches the guy in the face, the refs kind of pull him aside, and then he fucking tr- he spears him with a stick. What were the other penguins doing? 
Nothing. Exactly. That that's uh, in those situations. Nothing. You know what that tells me not Pussies. only not only did Yari fuck Marsh's wife before they were married, but he fucked all the other penguins' girlfriends, and they don't give a fuck about him. Not a likable so, character, but that also so they, says they, uh, a lot about that. That also says a lot about like the team in those situations. Like when uh, Lucic hit um, Miller, the goalie for the uh, Buffalo Sabers. None of the Buffalo Sabres did anything. He took Ryan Miller's head off. Right. And they and did nothing. Why? Because he was in the way. They were both going for the puck, and you're not supposed to touch a goalie, but he was there, and they were both going for the puck, and Ryan Miller tasted uh, Lucic's shoulder. No, but, but why didn't the rest of the Sabres? Because they're not a team. They're not a team. Exactly. So that's, that's the that's, point. That's another curious thing, because usually – you fuck with a goalie. You even you get in the goalie's insulin. face. The rest of the team will get in between the goalie and whoever the fuck that is. And now, nobody was stepping up. Nobody. The I mean, only the person. NHL team, man. Nobody the only was person up. that it should pulled be a Marshall line away. You should the be. Only, right. Yeah. Right. The only person that pulled Marshawn away was the referee. And there was, we can go back and look at the tape. Yeah. I mean, there may have been, you know, one or two punches thrown. But if you hit my goalie. That should be a trigger to just like, right. Again, I might get five minutes for fighting here, but fuck you. Like also hate Jari. Message. Stand up for yourself. Why didn't he go after Marsha? <laughs> he was just standing there and let the stick come to him. Your gloves should be off. What are you doing? Uh, I, I, well, I, look, the, the punch and exactly. Then a few seconds later, anybody watching you just stick a fucking stick in your gloves. Right. No, nope, you do nobody? that. To Jerry Cheevers and Jerry Cheevers nope. is just going to sit there and draw another little thing on his mask. No, maybe maybe it was a setup. No, maybe it's, they set up Marsh. Everybody's sick of Marsh's shit, and they set him up. They said, "Hey, just keep giving it to him, and he'll come at you, and then we'll just we'll just let the cameras roll, That's and he'll stupid. fucking take himself down." Ugh, that would be awful. If I. If, if, and one of these days we're going to learn that this all these sports are WWE scripted bullshit. I hope not because the intensity in hockey, I've always really appreciated. I really, it's like, you look at soccer, everyone gets bumped into and they fall down like the yeah, fucking, like, like the mast of a fucking boat just smashed their fucking yeah. sternum. Like, are you kidding me? And it's like, gotten oh, really bad. It's gotten oh, really bad oh, in the past oh, few years. Cause it, it used to be like hockey. They used the soccer players used to, especially the Europeans used to be real tough guys. You brush up against them, they now. fall down. Right, now, I'm not yeah. saying I can run and keep up with them or whatnot or, or handle one of those hits, but you watch the floppage, if that's yeah. even a word. Well, they probably the get floppage. rewarded for it. So whose fault is that? I mean, I, that's the least. Th this is the, the society that for allows sport. for the second place trophy. That's that's who. Right? I right. want a second place trophy. Okay, here, let's go around the horn real quick. Who around the horn? Did, who didn't win? Who didn't win the Super Bowl last year? Exactly. Yeah. Who didn't win the World Series last year? Right. Who didn't win the NHL fucking the Stanley Cup last year? Did not win. I keep forgetting. Who did the Lightning won. beat? Uh, we don't know. Uh, who did Tampa beat in football? We don't know. Right? But everybody in this fucking world these days, I want a fucking trophy. I should get a no, you should go fucking practice, is what you should do. Cause you fucking lost. And sorry. You don't yeah, get me. Fucking Tom Brady doesn't make it to the Super Bowl and just quits like that. What a well, that's loser. A better, that's a better grasp. Oh, I forgot he retired. I mean, Tuka just completely erased <laughs> I forgot that. he retired. I know, <laughs> I right? forgot. 
last yeah. night. I was like, hold on, biggest retirement in New England history. <laughs> you know the right funniest now. part, and, and I, I thought about you, Mike, when this happened because because bitch nation came out. When oh my god! It, uh, you, and you know exactly where I'm going with this. <clears throat> and the first thing I said was like, oh. "Well, let me finish it." So Tom retires. I don't know. Josh doesn't watch football, but he retires and he puts out a five page statement and he, and he thanks all the people in Tampa and all the things, because remember, remember he was playing for the Buccaneers when Mm -hmm. he retired. Keep that in mind. Now, if you back up the train to when Tom left new England to go to Tampa, it was a gushing. I love you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, Kraft and Belichick and every fucking player. 20 years. Thank you so much. I'm going. Got to go. That was gushing. And, it, you know, you could put that up on the wall. Right. Yeah. How soon they forget, though, when Tom retires and puts out a statement, he's employed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by the fucking way. And he puts out a nice statement, five pages. And it's a lot of thanking Bruce Arian, thanking this, thanking that. And the second it goes out, the fucking twat nation you don't fucking how does he not fucking remember us what is it now i looked at it too and i was kind of like but you know i quickly went wait a second he really gave us props two years ago and said thank you lord jesus for all this shit and now he's playing with this team who he won a super bowl with which ain't fucking easy Mm -hmm. and he Mm -hmm. and he did i think he won a couple right no one almost almost i mean was really close to winning a second one but just struggled with the rams or whoever they played the point is every fucking person in and mike's talked about this on the show the pussy nation there are Mm -hmm. patriots fans but then there's just the fucking haters i want to bitch about everything dude fuck tom Brady. fuck even portnoy did it portnoy got into one of his fucking emergency press conferences and said fuck tom brady fuck tom brady for what you stupid asshole for what for 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 giving us for giving us the excitement of six championships well but honestly who should yeah who should thank who who should thank who right (laughs) Right? like literally who should thank who fucking robert Kraft ought to thank his ass Mm -hmm. for the fact that when you bought that overpriced shitbag team the the next 20 years you went from being X amount valuable to, yes. I don't know how many billions of dollars you're worth yeah. now, motherfucker. Crazy. Yeah. Oh my fucking God. You know, and, you know and, who was crying, Isaiah? <laughs> you know who's crying? The people who, and I'm not ripping on millennials or Gen Z, but I'm just saying the people who grew up knowing only Tom Brady as correct. the quarterback of the Patriots. Because, correct. Because let's think about, let me throw a name out there. And I know Isaiah. You'll you'll feel a little something when I say this. <laughs> Steve Grogan. Oh, right. Do you feel uh, that shitty feeling in the pit of your stomach? Uh, yes, right? sir. Yes, sir. You, yeah. you dreaded watching every game because you knew they were going to lose. I almost stopped watching. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So all these people bitching and complaining now never knew Steve Grogan. No, they, they didn't, didn't live through now. those times. They didn't live through. The worst friggin' they were always the crappiest team. Right. Always. They made right. it to those two Super Bowls. It was like a fluke. Oh, and then we got and we got gang raped. And then we had to play the Bears with McMahon, oh, right? And, and then we had to play like the Packers, who were like just oh, they were just an unstoppable blitzkrieg of football. You oh. know, and it was you know, so it's like there was a time where I was like down in the outer banks of North Carolina, I was living in Virginia, and I was down there. 
and um, they were, I was in a bar and the, and the Redskins were playing. This is the nineties when the Redskins were just like the shit, you know? Right. Everybody right. They were good. They were good. The, everybody around there loves the Redskins. And so I'm watching the game at the bar with his places packed. And this guy's like going, oh, blah, 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 and he turns, he looks at me, he goes, you believe this game? Cause they weren't doing well. He goes, I don't know. I'm a Patriots fan. The man literally, <laughs> the man literally looked at me for a second and then just did one of these. Oh, and wow. just turned his back, turned his back on me and did not even talk to me for the rest of the night. Oh, what a bitch. It's like, I didn't even exist because I said that. It's oh, un- God. Friggin bl- but those people <clears throat> that are bitching and complaining, the Tom Brady's, I, the best, uh, the best uh, uh, what I heard was this woman going, he's classless and rude. Really? Because he didn't, right? Okay. You just don't, you, you don't remember those years where it was like you would have a, you know, a two and 14 season, you know? Well, you know, and the, cra- and the crazy was- thing was, it wasn't just the, the generational thing because I, I looked at a lot of, a lot of people that were commenting that I was out, I was out, you know, West when this happened, I was kind of looking at this going, I'm looking at a lot of my friends saying awful shit and questioning this and bitching about that. Then I see the Portnoy thing and I'm like, oh, what the fuck, dude? Really? Like, really, you're going to use your platform to like, you're a kid from Swamp Scott. Shut the fuck up. You're a Patriots fan. Don't question. Like, Tom is strategic in every move he makes. And God bless him for giving respect to the fucking team that he went to after, I'm sorry, I played 20 years for you and gave you all your accolades and then yeah. went over here to Team B. That's okay. Because there's still going to be a time where it's a one-day contract, or even if they don't do that, they're going to have a fucking dude. They're going to have a giant, you know, blowjob thing at Gillette Stadium for Tom Brady, as they should, and he'll go in the Patriots Hall of Fame and the fucking certainly the NFL Hall of Fame. And it's like, but th- this last week and a half proved to me that the keyboard warriors are fucking so pathetic. And we knew this throughout life of social media, but yeah. we certainly experienced it during COVID. And 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 wow, Jesus Christ! I look at my well, during own COVID friends is when and go, everyone got cocky. I mean, everyone well, because just everybody being, thought yeah. they were a doctor. Everybody thought they were a doctor. Everyone thought they were a fucking you know scientist, and they didn't know shit. And and, and now this, but something like this to me was like, this is I always hide with sports because I don't want to fucking deal with the, you know, outside keyboard warriors. And then when I saw this, I was like, Oh my God, you disappoint me so much because you're bitching and bitching and bitching and literally saying, fuck you to a guy that brought you six. That's how it's it's always been like to be a Boston sports fan. I think Mm -hmm. it has a lot to do with the Boston sports media. Like, have you ever been to another city and listened to their sports radio? Yes. Oh, it's yes. weird news, when they're like news, positive. Except for except for New York and New Philly. York is yeah, New, New York, York and Philly. and Philly are aggressive like we are. But it's it's Philly a is a lot like us. You go but, to any other city, you're absolutely right. It's a snooze fest. Well, Fun you go to fest. Cleveland and Cleveland has what? Like, you know, the Cavaliers and the Browns. So and they're uh, just and like a burger. The Indians. Indians. They're are just happy like, to be wait, there. Are they still called the Indians? Or, I think so for now. Yeah. Okay. Not for, for long. Um, but yeah, like when I when I worked at um EEI covering the Bruins, uh, I was the only like I made this decision. I was like, I anything that I post or put out, it's just gonna be straight up defending the players. That's how me and uh Jimmy Hayes kind of became friends because the media nice. 
used him as a punching bag because Ooh. he was from here. I, I don't get it. They did the same thing to Hal Gill, but I did everything I could to just make the other, this is probably why they didn't like me, the other hockey writers mad. And <laughs> so the other, the but other it, writers used to pick on them. Yes. But just in general to be a Boston hockey writer or a sports writer, it, seems like you have to be negative or even yeah. if you're saying it in a positive way there's kind of like a negative undertone like right you got to find something to bitch about you got to create look- drama and that's i understand that's part of what being in a uh the media is you want to you want to generate discussion but to the point where it's like even if they even when they were winning people were still bitching yes because that like every show on the sports hub or i oh God. it's like they I know, I know that if the the Bruins swept every playoff game and won the Stanley Cup, there would be some negative thing like, well, they didn't really deserve it. Like, yeah, well, they got. What do you want? (laughs) Well, 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 we we go we go on we go on, and we've talked about this before. The onset of twenty four hour news cycles, news talk radio, sports talk radio. The fact that I can jump on Twitter in an instant and give my opinion. You know, you talk about that, Mike. Look look who fuels that. The number one show in Boston is Felger and Mass. And they're mm-hmm. very talented. They're very talented. But the motherfuckers, their negative undertone is always there. Between and Big Jim Mass, and, and this is how they learn how to communicate. But but that but that's that's their shtick. And we all know yeah. that doing and what it's we more, do. That's it's their more shtick. fun. It's more Correct. fun that way. Because it's like being it, it, the villain, it's like being the villain in a superhero movie. It's cool. Correct. I don't you want to be I mean? the nice guy. I want to be the right. one that you know. You but know, it's Big also Jim fun to do it the way Jack Edwards or LB did it, where no matter what, you're <laughs> you're going to be. Yeah, you're kind of a homer. Yeah, you know. There's well, that. But too, you you but, can't. But you can't. But, this day and age, there's so much fucking noise because we've allowed we as a society have allowed this twenty four hour cycle of. Someone said to me today. Hey, did you ever watch this thing or listen? To, I th- actually, my friend Jimmy, you knew Jimmy. Jimmy used to sell for um, WAF, Jimmy Ferro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good egg. Good egg. Yeah, good egg. Good Do, man. Doing, doing well down in Florida, good. recovering good. from prostate cancer. He's yeah, a good, good egg. That's good. But he, yeah, he's a good but, he, but he's such a good guy. But he was, he was back in the day with you guys mm-hmm. when things were crazy and shit was fucking oh, you know, yeah. out of control. You know, Opie and Anthony days. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he was selling Opie and Anthony like it was fucking Christmas, right? He was doing well. Did you you, know, you knew you knew he was a a state trooper in Maine? No, Jimmy was not a state trooper. I thought he was a state trooper or a cop no. or something in Maine. No, no, no. He worked at the bounty in Maine. He met he met um he met Bruce uh Mittman in Maine because he was part of the place called the bounty in bangor and then when bruce came down early in the early days and got involved in waf he fucking pulled him down to be a sales guy okay all right i'm sorry yeah. i didn't mean to interrupt your phone, no, no 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 but he you know he's he solid people he was solid people yeah. i can't remember what the fuck i was talking about though well, he, now he, was, he was probably i'm guessing it's jimmy Barreau. <laughs> he was just pointing out how he, he was really good at this pointing out how hypocritical people were i'm guessing that's what oh, you were Boston say. Made it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. how did we get on this? <laughs> yeah. That might have been it, but I'm having a senior moment, I guess. Okay. And just fucking off it went. But no, just, he, a, oh, just he... a side story about Jimmy Varro. That this is this is the kind of guy. I mean, this is the guy used to like drink a bottle of vodka a day and then he stopped drinking. And Cold then, turkey. 
and then he he we went to we used to go to Ireland. Guinness used to pay for the morning show to go to Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. All right. Was Jimmy there? Yeah, Jimmy went with us and like so you know, you're there with like Guinness reps, okay? They have Guinness on them all the time in a duffel bag and then they would send an advanced team when we it was a bar crawl every night. So they'd send an advanced team to the next bar and when you walked in, they would have like 30 pints of Guinness poured and ready to go. So you just walked up and it was a constant flow. You could drink as much as you want and never worry about paying a damn thing. Right. And drink and drink and drink. And Jimmy drank non-alcoholic beer the whole time. Oh, so he had already been sober. So the man, the man was a rock. It was impressive. He was surrounded by drunks drinking everything and free booze in his face. And that man was drinking calibers. And keeping wow. it steady, thank God. Wow. I, I was so imp- I remember waking up one morning and like one of my eyes was bleeding, and like <laughs> and Jimmy's down there at breakfast. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what happened? He goes, Well, uh, first of all, uh, you stuck you tried to stick your entire arm in my ass. I was like, I'm sorry, man, you know, and he, and it's just you know, and you know, I was like, Jimmy, and I was just like, Jimmy, how do you do it? And he's like, Well, I just remember what an asshole I was, and that's all it takes for me to not drink. I mean, the, the guys, it was amazing. He's, it it sounds like he was probably sugarcoating it. Something definitely happened that I, I feel like because I no, I think I think he got to a point because you got to realize, Josh, the kid, the guy is probably that's what I'm saying, because the he, best advice I ever got was Ken Rogerson. He said, if you really want to quit drinking, never go out on a two beer night. You'll never quit. You got to do it when you're puking blood and you're yeah, right. Oh, your yeah. <laughs> and he, was, he was like a real I mean, he was just he was a he was a mess. But he stopped, man. It was it was unbelievable, man. I mean, he was surrounded by booze, free booze, and he oh. in another country too. You know, when you're in another country, it's like yeah, it's, it's like Halloween. It's like you're wearing a costume on Halloween. You're throwing inhibitions out the window. It's like, oh, I'm a oh, I'm a God. sexy cop. That means I can act like a slut because it's Halloween. You know, you're in a different country. It's like, well, I'm gonna let loose because I'm an American and I'm getting free beer. You know, and. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's a good uh, dude. He, Sorry, I just he, I wanted to do my Jimmy Varro rant. Guys, no, guys he awesome. no, he's good, man. He's good people. I met him uh, a few years after he'd left the AAF world, but the stories, oh my god, the stories he would tell about. We were actually talking today, and he was watching Mistress Carrie's interview with Jonathan Davis, which she just recently had on her podcast. And he started watching old clips of corn you know, and apparently mm. you guys got thrown out of the Fitchburg or some ice arena because you oh, yeah, melted the, Wallace, the ice. The, uh, Wallace civic center. Oh, you, but, but, you, but you melted the ice somehow. Yeah. There was some damage. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, I, I, that was before I worked there, but yeah, I remember mentioning it because I was like, why don't they have bands anymore? I remember and because Carrie AAF was, and corn yeah, broke. Because and Carrie telling me, wow, there was some damage and and we weren't allowed back. And then they just stopped having bands and it's just a nice rink. And but it was crazy because because again, we all go through this and we're experiencing like age and whatnot. And so Jonathan Davis is 50. I know that's crazy to think about, isn't it? Right? It's so it's so crazy. I'm 51, but you look at these rock stars and go, holy shit, wait a second, 25 years ago you know, 30 years ago, really. Oh, and, and we were talking about, he was, um, she does obviously a lot for the veterans. So he's working with her on trying to get her connected with a couple of other. I wanted to be out there. 
No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to title this episode Behind the Curtain. We're just going to have to cut everything out because it's just behind the scene shit. <laughs> Hold on. No, no, no. Talk about. This, is, this is behind the this is <laughs> This is a fucking uh, uh, a racist cock. Yeah. Our, oh, our yeah. new sponsor, One Worcester Homes, was able to, you know, clear up some of the budget so we can pay the racist cock to come back Jesus and welcome Christ. back. I didn't know that. Oh, fuck. I didn't know no, no, no. Don't worry sucks. about it, Isaiah. I just, I just figure, I figure we catch it here and Josh can cut it out. Yeah. No big yeah, deal. I'll, I'll chop it out. But uh, yeah, we were talking about old rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were oh. talking about how fucking, how, how Carrie's fucking killing it. And uh... you're setting yourself up again. Don't do it. Something about military and I fucking still no, have COVID. All right, so. man. Just... Watching Carrie's interview with Jonathan Davis. Yes, yes. And it and it brought him back to watching um yeah. some footage. And there was some footage that local Belooza. Belooza was the thing you did, right? Local bazooka. Yeah. Local bazooka. So, yeah. so some of the corn footage had that in it. Oh, okay. Today, while, while I was talking, I was walking the town and I'm listening. He's like, he goes, yeah, I was talking to Carrie about the military stuff and he's trying to help her, you know, do stuff there and get, you know, packages to military people. And uh, he goes, I heard her interviewing Jonathan Davis for the show. And it made me start to watch all this, you know, fucking Adidas and blind and you know, mm-hmm. getting back into like the good shit. And he was watching it while I'm walking. He goes, dude, what the fuck? What is it? What was it called? Local, local bazooka. Local bazooka. There was footage from local bazooka on that thing. Yeah, from yeah, which from is- when they broke the ice at the wall. <clears throat> no, no. <laughs> yes, yes oh, breaking was- the ice. Anyway. Local bazooka was so much fun, man. That was such a great time. I remember seeing. It was uh, what the, I think it was may have been the last time they had it at Green Hill Park here in Worcester, and it was like. There was a phenomenal sequence of bands. They had two flatbed trucks for stages. And it was, at one point, System of a Down, and then Machine Head on the other oh, stage. shit. And then Slipknot. Oh, fuck okay. off. Really? And this is before System of a Down. And what Slipknot. year is this? What year this, is this? This was like, I don't know. It was like 2000. I was going to say, what it sounds fuck? like the WhatsApp commercial is still yeah. current. Wagon. Yeah, right? It was it was unbelievable. Just to see that that sequence of bands. Oh, my God. Especially gosh. like a very, a very, you know, fresh System of a Down. You know, oh, and then what God. was great about Slipknot is they walked right off the stage and just started walking around the crowd. What better marketing is that? They had the masks in their on. fucking costumes. Oh, full on, and they were just walk through the crowd. <laughs> yeah, and it was like the perfect. You know, people were just like, "Oh yeah, Jesus, you guys are fucking." Am-. And it was just amazing. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a great place to see bands. You know, at that level at that time, and then like later on, you know, like Shinedown. I remember Shinedown playing at like, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon. You right. know, getting a, a 20 minute set, you know, I mean, and I remember going, wow, these guys are really good. They're probably going to do really well. And, you know, now they're just, you know, <laughs> now they're headlining. Yeah. Now they're just, you know, they're filling arenas and stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. We got to get back to that shit. Like we got to get, I know. We, we, we need, we need to have some sort of fucking, the problem is there's no radio stations left to do shit. Like right. there's nobody right. that can like, yeah, there's know, no like, can we pull it off? Can, can we do a break in the ice? Fucking, you know, the event that we're going to do in March is going to be our first step. That's, 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 you know, just us testing the waters to see if we can do stuff. But 
like even the shows at the Wallace Civic Center, I, I used to, that was my home rink when I played varsity. The bands that played there, they had plaques in the locker room and it was like Nirvana and the Foo mm-hmm, Fighters. Right. It was just Kings like all Dixon the- played up there. Yeah. And I couldn't get it through my head. Like I knew AF had concerts there, but I was just like, why would they come here? Obviously, because it was, by the time you know, I was playing, it was, you know. Yeah, they were, yeah, this was before that, you know, probably radio was even playing them. You know, yeah. oh so, god, yeah. We have to well, fucking we have to do something about that. Like we have to do. I think our first show is going to be good. But how do you do that on the regular now, Mike? Think about this. Think about how long we've been in this business. Where the fuck do you go to hear about a show and feel the vibe that we used to feel with like Social having media. an artist? <laughs> Not really, though. Well, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't you know work. What? It it's, takes, it's, it's too much on there. It's too much yeah. on there. It's well, you you can do it. I mean, the festivals still happen. They just don't happen around here anymore. Because the you know, think about it. Back when when Loco Bazooka was going on, and all the other local festivals like the River Raven stuff. So you had two, right. two, maybe even three radio stations if you count like HJY. You know, yep. playing playing the music. So this was a good area for that. Right. You know, and then BCN goes away and then there's just AAF and then AAF goes away. So, you know, it had the the infrastructure to support that kind of thing where you you had Loco Bazooka and the big gig and, you know, the indoor beach oh. party and the river rave, you know, and then other stuff coming through town like, you know, the, we were the just warp, about the, the warp tour gig. and the tattoo the earth tour. Remember that one? Oh and my god! All that, you know, music as a weapon tour. There were all these. Oh my god! And they would so all come good. through. They would all come through here because there was like three or four radio stations playing all those bands. So you know right. they'd want to come up here. But they're you know yeah, that's what you need. You need the infrastructure for that. Yeah. and it's well, it's tough. They've just, I feel like a little bit it. that like some some artists don't really. I I know there's like some ba- bands appreciate like there being radio stations like when af went off the air they're like well what are we gonna do when we come to boston yeah because there were there were bands where that's the only place you could hear us in all of new england like seven dust right we yeah. were the oh, only station God. that would play them in all <clears throat> of new england think about morgan that. morgan just actually released a, a fucking litany of shows they are doing a fucking full-blown uh amnesty when did amnesty come out um amnesty i think it was amnesty right no what the fuck was the oh, name wait, of the wait, wait. are you talking the album oh it's, yes it's uh animosity animosity thank you thank right you. right yeah yeah that's probably a 10 plus 20 year plus anniversary Jesus, thing it's got to be it's got to oh be 20 God. it's got to be 20 it's <laughs> making my head hurt thinking about right it's fucked up out. it's fucked yeah. up because when i say 10 you gotta wipe away four for covid and that's six, so it ain't six years ago. But they're doing, uh, yeah, they're coming and they're doing a fucking full blown uh, two leg tour. I just saw Morgan post that yesterday, and that's so good to see. That's the yeah. shit. All the people we've had on this show, we got to get them back on, Josh. Like every fucking rocker that we've had on, let's get them back on because every time we talk to them over the past year and a half, it's been like, yeah, I'm sitting here fucking doing, you know, Zoom calls and these people are back out there now well now they're back out there they don't have time to talk to us (laughs) well well, let's let's find out who's our friend (laughs) 
you but know, yeah, for, no, I, for I saw the more guest wise. I really missed the height of coronavirus. It was so easy to get guests because nobody's doing <laughs> <Right>. anything. <laughs> but now there's schedules again, and oh, I can't. Can we do this day? And then you know, can we talk uh, about funny. our potential live show? Can we? I'd rather we... not say anything. Until All things right. Are definite. All right. All right. So. But we're doing a live show regardless. Yeah, it's going to happen somewhere at some point near and near the end of March. That's what yes. we can say, right? It might be at my house. <laughs> I mean, we basically just said nothing. So, yeah. It might, right. it, it's probably going to take place at Crompton Park uh, here in Worcester. Fine. No. Uh, we're going to be on the, uh, on the slides. We're going to be on the slides. Done. Oh, that's way better than my original idea was the Wallace Civic Center. We're going to put on <laughs> ski. You're going to have the railers come out with us. And, oh, uh, yeah, so in conclusion, six games was a bit much. Okay, thank you, Josh. Oh, thank well, you for your, you know, uh, your maybe if he wasn't your a insights bitch. on that, I appreciate it. Maybe if he wasn't a bitch. <laughs> okay, I mean, you sound really? like the other hockey writers now. Oh. <laughs> also, yes. I I hate when I say other hockey. I was not a reporter. I was not a hockey writer. They hired me to be a silly goose, and that's what I did. Thank you. Realized, thank you. They realized they didn't want that, and I realized I didn't. Right. I didn't really like that role. <laughs> I love being in the locker room and making friends with the players, but I could not do the media scrum thing. I just couldn't be a sardine and fight people to ask to shove a mic in someone's face and so talk stupid. to another adult man about his job. Yeah. Right. Like, not I'm easy. not doing it. What not do we an easy here? job. <sighs> I had a chance to do that in, in no bullshit, like the early nineties, maybe mid nineties. I, um, uh, <clears throat> had a relationship with whoever the fucking media person was at the Red Sox. And I was doing overnights at a rock station in Portsmouth. And so I reached out to that person and said, you know, Hey, I work here and I do a sports thing. I didn't do a sports thing. I did like a little sports thing at five 30 in the morning. Cause I did overnights leading in, but this person gave me two tickets to every, any game I wanted to go to and access to the locker room. I was like, okay. So yeah. <clears throat> and I went down and I did it. I had a little fucking microphone with the little uh, WHEB. And this is a rock station, by the way. This is not a, you know, news talk station. And I just went down with my little DAT player. You remember that, Mike? Little DAT hmm. player. Oh, yeah. Right. Because that's what it was in 93 or yep. four or five or whatever. DAT tapes. Yep. Right. Wave DAT the tapes. Future. Right. The, the, oh, I've got a whole seven dust interview on a dat tape somewhere. Yeah. I got a Jimmy Page <laughs> interview on a dat somewhere, which I can't play because nobody uses dats anymore. Yeah. Like, I look at that thing. I'm like, I want to. This is when Morgan and fucking LeJean were like right on, like early on. I'm like, it's on this thing that I can't. Yeah. Where can play you play anywhere? it? Nowhere. The fuck? It's, it's like, like Betamax. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. But so, so I, I go down to Fenway and I'm like, let's check this out. Like, this is cool. And legit, I get to go onto the field, into the dugout because of my pass. And I'm like, I'm not Mike Lynch. <laughs> I'm not Bob Lobel. I'm not fucking Gene Levanchi. I'm not these. Okay. I'm going to talk to a couple of people. Interviewing this. And I'm just like, okay. And I remember years ago, I remember this to this day, Kevin Kennedy was the fucking manager. And there was wow. some, remember that name? Yeah. 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 There was something happening with somebody in the bullpen. I don't know if it was Papelbon. I can't remember. I can't, it doesn't, 
Well, but if I it was remember... early '90s. It definitely wasn't Papelbon. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're he wasn't right. born there yet. Was, there was probably not. But there was a question, and I said, "So, Kevin, can you tell us about blah blah blah?" And he goes, "I'll tell you when you need to know." <laughs> I said, "Thank you, Kevin." Okay, That's we're good. Right. What else are you going to say? Right, right. But I'm telling you, the morning show that I was the over, I gave them that, and it was gold because they're like, oh, here's our star guy. And BC was the name I used on the radio at the time. It's like, here's our star guy, BC, down talking to Kevin Kennedy. Kevin Kennedy, what are your thoughts on? <laughs> I'll tell you when you need to know. Thank you, Mr. All Kennedy. Right. And that's the kind of reporting I did. <laughs> It was great country. I I got I got a C (laughs) minus in English and I got hired in a major market as Boston Bruins beat reporter. That was my right. (laughs) (laughs) I was just laughing, going like, wow, these fucking dummies. But but I actually could go down every single game. And remember the time, Mike, you remember this more. We won the pennant and and David Ortiz is riding the horse. Do you remember that? This was a dream you had. This wasn't. No, 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 no. No, no, no! It's 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 coming to him. Yeah, we won that. We we won like the when was something. that? Not the word. It was dude. It had to have been like. I'm not sure. It was somewhere between '96 and yeah, 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 yeah. Because he got on the police horse. Yeah, it was and, a police horse and rode around, and I was fucking. I was that didn't... during a parade? No, no, it was okay, on it the field at Fenway. It was on the field at Fenway. <laughs> okay, yeah, it was I a remember. celebration, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so here I am. I'm living way up in New Hampshire at this point, and I can go down to any game that I want. But I also have to manage my time of like I'm driving from fucking you know the yeah, Lakes like region Portsmouth, down to Boston. Yeah. Like get the fuck out of here. And I didn't go to the. So I'm trying to be like, what game, can I go to the game where they clinch? How many times can I drive down there? And I didn't drive down that day, and that's the day they clinched. And and David Ortiz is on a you know a state a police horse. trooper. Oh my god, it was that's funny, great. man. I remember that. Oh my god, but that, that's, that's like the last talking... person you want on a horse, really. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's like you, Josh. You've got access. You've got this access. I had access, and I'm a huge Ray Bork fan. And the first time ever, ever, I meet Ray Bork. I'm in this reporter mode, right? I've got a pass. I can't act like a fucking fanboy. And here we are. Game's over. Guy's got no fucking pants on. He's just showered. He's like, what? I'm like, uh, you powder your balls. Right. I should have. Right. Exactly. That was that that was a thing that kind of shocked me too when I, I first started going in the Bruins locker room where I was like, oh, it's actually a locker room. Like they're just doing this yeah, right here. What did you think? Yeah, I, just, I don't know what that's, that's why when they alone. started letting women in the locker room was a big deal because there's naked dudes in there. I brought I my wife care. with me one time. I asked the PR guy, I was like, listen, my camera guy bailed. I can can I bring her? She was my girlfriend then. And I was like, Can she come in? And I remember I forget what player it was. He just like took <laughs> took his pants off and she was like, Wow. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this probably wasn't a good idea. His <laughs> this is great. This is fucking great. There was there was the same same type of situation, the same access this person gave me. And I went to a Red Sox game where Roger Clemens, he, he didn't throw that 21 strike thing, but he fucking threw a gem. And every 
like you talked about earlier, Josh, like like just like trying to stick a microphone up like a fucking douche just to get sound. Okay, so I, so... I've been hit with a ladder twice really hard right. in playoffs. I'm like, why? Right. <laughs> Don't let me bring my camera, but you let him bring a ladder? Oh, the, but the circle around Roger Clemens was so intense. And I, I, I got involved, so I, I, I just did this, right? I just like, I stuck my arm out. The funniest thing was I managed to get and again, keep in mind, WHEB is a rock station in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. It's not WBZ. It's not WCVB. It's not these major market TV stations, right? And, and most cameras will zoom in and move away from all that shit. I'm a little longer. And I, I happen to like have my shit out far enough. And Roger pitched a, a gem. It might not have been a no hitter, but it was, it was enough to cover you know, New England news. And I swear to God, Mike, Josh, all you saw was Roger Clemens and W H E B. I, I right? started doing that too. I wasn't, I, I was just trying to get in the, like the major shots, like in the locker room. Like right. I, I knew who everybody would be going towards. And there, there's one that I, I like saved that I was, I don't even think my mic was plugged into the recorder, but I just had the EI mic in front of pasta. And, <laughs> but I was like standing next to him. So it was me and him facing all the reporters like they were asking both of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. It's fucking awesome. I, I miss days like that. Like it's like it's not like we can't do it, but it's like just the simple shit of going and doing that and then taking that sound bite and using that on a morning show or a radio show. It's I miss that shit because there aren't too many. Well, you're doing a morning show, Mike. Well, so. everybody, everybody's doing it now. You don't need a morning show to do it. Yeah, all, no. you, all you need know. is a all you need Twitter, is a, a Twitter, Instagram, or, Snapchat, or, or even just TikTok, and you get you know you get the recording and you just post it. So you don't really you know, who knows what your sources are. These I love I loved the go get that, come back, edit that, and make that like a really nice piece on the morning show let's and just cover the railers. We 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 know the railers. Let's just start going in. <laughs> yeah, let's just we can we could we probably Josh seriously we could probably just walk right in there. I mean I I mean I have a media pass, but I mean it, I don't even think they look for those. I <laughs> just stroll right in there. Great thing I learned about this, and it's it's like this at every sporting event, every game. But there's a buffet for the press. Ooh, always. Oh wow, always. the Bruins and the Garden should take notes. Yeah, um, I'm surprised they don't have one, but the Railers they do. On the, the Railers lay it out. It's it's really oh, it's really and so so do the Woo Sox too. It's yes. fantastic. You get a press pass. You can just stroll right in there and get dinner for the night. It's great. I also, it. I don't know if I'd call it dinner, Isaiah. It's M and M's is what the Browns give you. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, dur right. during the Stanley Cup Finals, I I don't know why they don't do this for all the playoffs, but the they transformed that like Zamboni concrete area. It's like a five-star hotel back there for the meeting. Really? Oh my God. I was so shocked wow. when I walked out. I was like, is this where the Zambonis usually go? There's carpeting. There was like coaches. And I was like, I don't feel right being here. This is, <laughs> it was like being at a wedding and I, but they gave you like nothing to watch the game on. So I, I was just trying to listen. This was game seven when they lost against uh, the blues. I was there. Right for WAF and then I was just sick to my stomach not really yeah. being able to see the game just basically judging it off of the crowd noise and then you know St. Louis scored I never went in the locker room I just turned around and left Fuck went home them. and I uh, yeah. St. Louis 
All right, you guys. I'm going to call it here. I got to pee. Gotta, yeah, I got to pee wicked bad, and I think I also have to poop. So, End of the show. Bye. This is Brad Marchand, and you're listening to Breaking the Ice with Josh Dolan. I don't think he would ever let a pizza get out the door before he buried the whole thing, so he likes to eat that kid.